This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, alternative media for discerning minds. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members for your loyalty and support. Tonight's special guest is Walter Crottenden, who will weave together some of the latest archaeological evidence with cutting-edge astronomy to reveal a history of the world that finally fits with myth, folklore, and the archaeological record. We will explore some of the most interesting aspects of a once advanced civilization that covered the Earth. It is really about what happens to the Earth and consciousness as our solar system moves through space in the mysterious motion known as the precession of the equinox. Walter Cruttenden will be with us shortly. To listen to tonight's full show, become a Veritas member. Just go to our website, veritasshow.com, click on the subscribe button, and receive instant access. Don't wait any longer. For only $7.95 per month, you can listen to all of our material, hundreds of hours, 
in CD audio quality and take Veritas with you wherever you go. Subscribe today and visit the Veritas store where you can purchase our 8GB USB drives with Seasons 1 or 2 with bonus material, MMS, and all of our Veritas items, shirts, hats, and more. They're all here. And if you need to get in touch with me, click on the contact button of our website and also join me on Facebook. And now, get ready to change your whole view of life as a human on planet Earth. Tonight, mythology becomes science and evolution is refuted by referencing both scientific observation and ancient texts from religions and cultures around the world, we will discuss a theory thousands of years old about the way our Earth and Sun move through cycles longer than we had thought to study in recent history and how this affects the rise and fall of civilizations and human consciousness in great cycles. This theory suggests that there were societies of people living thousands of years ago who would have been as advanced as we are or even more so and that we are on the upswing of the cycle and moving into a more advanced age ourselves. Join me as we explore this and much more with Walter Cruttenden, who's coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. This is Michael Cremo, and you are listening to Veritas Radio. 
Walter Cruttenden is an amateur theoretical archaeoastronomer and author of the Binary Theory of Precession. As executive director of the Binary Research Institute, he researches the celestial mechanics of the precession of the equinox, as well as myth and folklore related to this phenomenon. He is the writer and producer of The Great Year, a PBS broadcast documentary film narrated by James Earl Jones that explores evidence of astronomical cycles of time known to cultures throughout the ancient world. Most recently, Cruttenden wrote Lost Star of Myth and Time, a book that provides an alternative view of history based on the solar system's motion through space. It is his belief that the myth and folklore depicting a repeating cycle of golden ages and dark ages may have a basis in fact due to the alternating stellar forces that affect Earth as our solar system moves in a 24,000-year binary or dual star orbit. He is the organizer of the 2011 7th Annual Conference of Procession and Ancient Knowledge to be held in Sedona, Arizona from September the 30th through October the 2nd, 2011. I will be in attendance and I hope you can make it too. For more information, visit CPAC online. That's C-P-A-K online.com and we also have a banner on our website. What we'll be discussing tonight will rattle some of your views and will give you new ways of looking at ancient ideas. And directly, from Newport Beach, California, one of my favorite spots. I would like to introduce, for the first time on Veritas, Walter Cruttenden. Hello, Mr. Cruttenden, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Hey, I'm terrific, Mel. It's a pleasure to be on the show. It's my pleasure. May I call you Walter? Please do, yeah. Thank you. Well, Walter, I'm always curious about what motivates great research like you, uh, Grant Hancock, Michael Cremo, John Major Jenkins, to look outside the box. First, give us some background of yourself so that those who don't know who you are know exactly how you became the researcher you are today. Happy to. Um, this idea that uh, history may not be exactly as it is taught in the textbooks uh, first occurred to me when I was a boy, really, maybe the eighth grade, something like that. I'd been reading a lot of history and uh a lot about cultures that existed prior to the Dark Ages, uh, Mesopotamia, Sumer, Akkad, Babylon, Harappa, Mohenjo-Daro, places like this, uh, you know, Egypt, where they seem to have a knowledge of astronomy, mathematics, uh, physics. Obviously, they could build very grand structures, and they, they all disappeared. They went away. As a matter of fact, they almost became nomadic societies uh, by the time of the Dark Ages. And and yet in school, they, they taught me that everything's pretty linear. If, if uh, something came before us, then it must be more primitive. And so I had a hard time, um, you know, making sense out of what I was reading about history uh, these different civilizations that had gone downhill prior to the Dark Ages and sort of the the main teaching in school. And consequently, uh, it was in the back of my mind for a few decades until I came across the uh, writings of uh, an Indian astronomer by the name of Swami Sri Yukteswar. And uh, he's really a a saint or a sage, that sort of thing. And he was talking about uh, uh, life in general and, and self-realization, things like this. But he was he made the point that 
we're still at a fairly low age, and that's why we we can't understand a lot of uh, higher age thoughts, some of the things that are hinted at in myth and folklore. And uh, then he had just one sentence in there and said, this is because our solar system goes around you know, another star, and when we're far away, it's sort of like the winter of the great year, if you will. That's what you call this cycle. And when we're closer, it's, you know, it's a high age. And so he said it works just like the seasons of the year, but on a much longer scale. And that was the first time, Mel, that I'd really read anything that might give a cause for what I saw as declining ages prior to the dark ages. And uh, from there on, you know, the last 20 years I've been studying this, uh, I had been in the uh, investment banking industry and had a couple of pretty large and successful firms with lots of researchers uh, working for me. So I was used to doing intensive research and uh, I, I just uh, sold those firms uh, around the year 2000 or so and since then went full-time into the research and investigation of this idea that history might be cyclical, uh, just as taught by the myth and folklore of so many cultures. It seems that there's a common denominator with people like you, Graham Hancock, Robert Bouval, and some of the others. Something happens along the way, perhaps something that you found out, and you turn on that switch, and it seems that you can never turn it off, and now you dedicate your full time uh, into this. But the Western society wants us to believe the ancient ones were soulless savages with no intellect at all. But right from the beginning, Walter, I want to ask you a question that I'm sure it's, it's in most of my listeners' mind, and we'll be exploring throughout the show. How can we account for the near total loss of knowledge about the last ages? What drives a civilization into literal dust? Well, that's a good question because I don't think it's any one factor. Uh, I think there is this macro influence uh, that drives the rise and fall of the ages, and we can get into the details of that a little bit later. Uh, and it works similar to the way that the two smaller motions of the Earth work. So if you take the diurnal motion of the Earth, the Earth spins on its axis, Right. When we turn towards the sun, we're conscious, we're awake, we're active, uh, life is busy. And when we turn away from the sun, not only does you know photosynthesis uh, stop to occur and all sorts of activity, but it actually changes our consciousness. We go from a conscious state to a subconscious because our bodies are adapted uh, to you know this lack. When when we get a lack of electromagnetic spectrum of the sun, we uh, we go to sleep. <laughs> and likewise, the second motion of the Earth, when the uh, hemisphere that is uh, leaning towards the sun, uh, you know, as the northern hemisphere is in the summer, gets that extra bit of light. Uh, plants spring out of the ground, bloom, give their fruit. You know, things come out of hibernation. There's There's massive spawning and migrations and all this activity takes place. And then when we turn away from the sun in our orbit, everything starts to slow down. So too then, Mel, the, the third uh, cycle that's even longer, the cycle of the great year that uh, over 30 ancient cultures hinted at, I believe has a very similar cause, that it's, 
it's sort of a waxing and waning of celestial light. But whereas in the first two, it's the light of our closest star, the sun, in the third motion, uh, which we call the procession of the equinox, it is probably, uh, you know, the effects of uh, another star, another point in space uh, that's having an effect on us there. So, so the first part of that question then is answered by there's this great macro effect that goes on. And it kind of reminds me of uh, uh, there's a famous anthropologist, Jared Diamond. He wrote a book called Guns, Germs and Steel. And he said that, you know, if you look around the earth and history over the last few thousand years, you see the the tribes that are successful, the civilizations that work, uh, materially speaking, are the ones that have the guns, the germs, the bad germs and the steel. and the ones uh, that didn't work so well, you know, didn't have these advantages and they tend to stay in a, a less successful state. Well, that that's great to explain changes on the earth, but it doesn't doesn't change the, uh, the this sort of macro frame that that uh, so many cultures, uh, at least 40 cultures that I could trace. Uh, seemed to decline prior to the Dark Ages and then advance since that time. And so there's there's a multiplicity of factors that goes on. There's a macro effect, and then there's little minor effects that uh, are occurring, you know, just due to geography and different advantages here on Earth. You wrote a great article called Ancient Cosmology, a Map of the Future. And I in it, there's a graphic that shows the yugas, uh, the bronze, silver, and it goes to gold, then gold again, silver, and bronze, almost as if you're going up and then you're going down again. Um, is this where you see exactly where are we now? Are we in the upward slope or downward slope? Uh, well, we're in the upward slope. Uh, you know, clearly consciousness is expanding. If you just look at our uh, our technology, uh, you know, which is a manifestation of our cleverness, uh, we're certainly able to build and make a whole bunch of things that we couldn't do, uh, you know, 500 years ago. You know, electricity, magnetism, understanding of biology, uh, physics, uh, you know, atomic structures, things like this. You know, not to mention the whole you and I are talking right now over the Internet, things like that. Right. Just stuff that didn't exist. Also, if you look at lifespans, you know, they're twice what they were uh, in the depths of the Dark Ages or um, or in the political situation. Five hundred years ago, every nation on war was at one was at war with one another, every nation on Earth. And even many counties and dukies were at war with one another. And, uh, you know, war hasn't completely died out, but it's really just a minority of nations now that are fighting compared to the massive numbers that were and medicine, everything else. So so there is uh, uh, evidence that we're in a sort of an expanding age of consciousness that probably bottomed out, you know, a thousand fifteen hundred years ago the the indians actually put the bottom point at uh, about 500 a.d 499 to be exact and uh 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.